Praise God. We're going to go into the word of the Lord. Before we do, why don't you give the Lord another clap offering? Yes. Amen. A clap offering unto the Lord. We clap unto you, God. We're grateful for your faithfulness, goodness, grace, patient with us. Thank you for letting us be in the storm shelter today, God. We're glad to be living our lives in the storm shelter. We magnify the old righteous God. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Ephesians, the third chapter, the 20th verse. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him, the next verse says, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. The Apostle Paul writing to this church in Ephesians telling them that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask or we can even think. And then, then there's always another verse. Uh, there's always another part to this. That always sounds good, but the next says, according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. Satan, you're a liar. No power failure here. Amen. No power failure here. And that's what I want to preach to you today by the help of the Lord. There's no power failure in his house today. Amen. We're determined that we're not going to have a power failure. Amen. But we want the power to work in us. Because if the power works in us, he has promised us that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even ask or think according to that power that's working within us. Oh, Satan, you're a liar. And the truth is not in you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan, I know what you want. You want God's people to be weak and anemic. Amen. And powerless, but you're just a liar. And the truth is not in you. Amen. God has made us victorious in Christ today. And he has given us this beautiful power and this wonderful help. After the Apostle Peter ended telling them how to be saved, the next, uh, couple of verses down from that, the 40th verse says, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. I want to tell you today, if you're going to be saved, you're going to have to take the responsibility of yourself. just like to emphasize that point i just like that to sink all the way to the bone today is that if you and i are going to be saved you're going to have to save your preacher can't do it nobody else can do it companion can't do it amen you've got to take the responsibility of your own soul and say i am going to save my I'm going to save myself from this untoward generation. I'm going to save myself. 
can't save anybody else, but I can save myself. Amen. I am determined to save myself from this untoward generation. Hallelujah. And then the scripture goes on to says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. The next verse says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking bread and in prayers. They stayed steadfast. He said, You've got to save yourself from this untoward generation. This generation is not toward God, it's untoward. It's toward this world, it's toward Satan, it's toward all the carnal things and trappings that you could ever imagine, it's in our world. He said you've got to save yourself from it. And then the scripture says they continued steadfastly. They stayed with the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking bread, and then I like this, and in prayer. They did not stop praying. They continued to pray and to seek God and to walk with God. The Apostle Paul said, I am set for the defense of the gospel. Again, he said to his young son, Timothy, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have, I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. I have fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. I am determined that there's not going to be a power shortage in my life. I'm determined that devil's not going to cut off my power. He's not going to take out my meter. He's not going to turn me off. He's not going to cut me off. I'm not going to lose my connection. Nobody's going to take my connection away from me. Nobody's going to stop me. He said for that reason, I have fought a good fight. I wonder what kind of fighters we have in the house today. I wonder how many people's got their mind made up today. Amen. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to finish, go across that finish line with victory. Satan, you're a liar. Satan, you're a liar. You're not going to get our power. You're not going to cut us off. There is a promise in the Word of God that if we stay with God and we stay connected, we stay connected to the branch. If the vine will stay connected, there is a promise. And that promise is this. The promise is if you stay connected that you won't wither. Amen. You won't stop growing, but you'll always be producing fruit if you can just stay connected up to the tree. If you can stay connected up to that main source and that, I'm gonna tell you, God's not gonna go out of business and God's not gonna go out of power and God's church is not going to be defeated because God spoke to Peter and said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not, everybody say shall not, there is no way the church is going to be defeated. There is, so all you've got to do is just stay in the bomb shelter and stay in the storm shelter. And you're in it today. Hallelujah. And I'd just like for you to tell the devil right now, say, devil, look where I'm at today. 
You said I wouldn't live for God. You said I wouldn't make it back. You said I wasn't going back again. And you're an absolute liar. The truth is not in you. Here I am today. I'm in your house. I'm praising. I'm running the aisles. I'm clapping my hands. I'm stomping my feet. I'm resisting the devil. I am determined. Brother Lee Looper, I'm going to make it all the way. There's not going to be a power failure around here, friend. We've determined in our minds. We've determined in our spirits. There's not going to be a power failure. If you'll just keep on coming back, if you'll just keep on praying, if you'll just keep on coming back to the house of God, hallelujah, the power's in the house. The anointing is in the place. And God has given us this place to glorify him, to worship him. What about everybody in the mezzanine to stand up and clap your hands unto the Lord? All the way back in the back, yes. Come on, let's have church back there. Let's have church all over this house today. I'm telling you, I know what the devil wants. The devil wants a power shortage. He'd like to unplug us. He'd like to take the meter out. But he is a liar. God's word is true. Amen. And by God's help and grace, we're going to make it all the way. And everybody give the Lord a hand clap. I want somebody to shout, there's no power shortage here. You can be seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, the devil wants to take your power. The devil wants to take the meter out. The devil wants to cut you off and to turn out the lights. Amen. An example has been given to us many times over in the Bible. One of them was Balak. It was Satan himself working through Balak. He goes over and hires a sorcerer by the name of Balaam. He wasn't a prophet of God, he was a sorcerer. And this man, he said, but I've watched you and I've noticed that when you curse something, it's cursed. And when you bless something, it's blessed. Well, that may have worked fooling with the devil, but when he got to the church, that did not work. Hey man, he said, I want you to curse this people. They, they come, they cover the face of the earth. He was standing on top of a peak. He was looking across the, the way in the plains and he seen this mighty army of people. They were poised, ready to go into the promised land. And here this man was standing and he was doing his best to stop the people of God from making progress and going any further. And Balak stood in the, on the top of a mountain looking over into the plain and he saw this vast number of Israelites. The old generation already died off and there was a brand new generation that had victory in their spirit that said like Caleb said, we're well able to possess the land we've got the power we've got the strength we can't go through I'm glad of a new generation but let me tell you there's an old generation and I should say an older generation in this house today they've got the spirit of Caleb on them Hey man, they're still fighters. They're gonna cross that finish line. They're gonna be able to tell their children, their grandchildren, look honey, I have fought a good fight. It has been a worthy fight. It's been for a worthy cause. I kept the right spirit. When they talked about my grandbaby, when they talked about my children, when they put me down, I still kept the right spirit. I fight for a good fight. 
And there's a generation of warriors in this building, amen, today that's determined. And thank God for new generation that's coming on of young people that love God and want to serve God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister Carol, help Sister Ott stand up over there. Amen. I just want you to see one over there. Come on, generation. Come on, generation. Come on, generation. You can be seated. Hadn't run out of power. Come on. I'd like to get that generation to stand up right there. Amen. That generation stand up that was standing. Sister Ott. Oh, God bless your heart. You may have the victory, but you don't want to tell how old you are today, do you? Come on. Thank you, Sister Moberg. Come on. Who else? Come on. Come on. Amen. The rest of you people, it's like me, like gray-headed. I'm talking to you. Amen. I'm talking about another. Your children are in church. That's who I'm talking to. That generation before you. Amen. Hallelujah. Before them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. They said, listen, Balak told, Balaam said, I want you to curse them. Curse the people of God. They are too mighty for me. Peradventure, I shall prevail that we may smite them. Listen to all the things he wanted to do to the people of God. He wanted to prevail. He wanted to smite them. He said that I may drive them out of the land. Don't you know that's what the devil wants to do today? He wants to drive you out of the land. Amen. He said, and I know that you, you have been blessed and who you blessed, they are blessed and who you cursed, they've, they've been cursed. He had watched this man's life. But old Balaam told him, he said, how shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? And how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied. For he said, from the top of the rocks, I see him, and from the hills, I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone. You need to listen to this. Here was a man that had insight on the people of God. He said, the people of God are gonna dwell alone, and they shall not be reckoned among the nations, Brother Whitehead. They're not going to be reckoned among the nations and they're going to dwell alone. Somebody said, what does that mean? You want to hear it in one word? It means holiness. Oh yeah, that's worthy of a hand clap. All the way back in the mezzanine. Balak said to Balaam, he said, I see him from the top of the rocks. I see him from the hills. I behold him. And lo, the people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. He said, who can count the dust of Jacob? Who can count this multitude of people? 
and the number of the fourth part of Israel. He said, then he cried and said, oh, this is Balaam crying. Let me die the death of the righteous and let my last end be like this. He said, let me die the death of the righteous. Brother, there's nobody when they come time to die, they don't want to die the death of the righteous. But to die the death of the righteous, what do you need to do? You need to live the life of the righteous. Balaam seen the benefit of dying the death of the righteous. He said, let me die the death of the righteous and let my last end be like his, like Israel. And Balaam said unto Balaam, what hast thou done unto me? I took thee to curse mine enemies. And behold, thou hast blessed them all together. Church, we've got something to shout about today. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. If we can just stay connected up to the power source. If we can just stay connected up to the power source. The devil just wants to cut us off. The devil just wants to stop the flow. The big challenge for every saint of God in this house today is just to stay where you're at. Don't let somebody on the sideline try to manipulate you. That's what Balak was trying to do with Balaam and use Balaam to try to stop God's people. But old Balak had enough sense, Balaam had enough sense to know you can't bless what, curse what God has blessed. You're not going to stop it. Amen. The enemy certainly is on the outside, but the danger is when the enemy gets on the inside. And we allow him to affect our spirit and our soul, and he cuts us off from the anointing of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, we're not going to let nobody manipulate us. Nobody. And then another big trial and battle that will cut your power off is, is the flesh that we deal with. And it is the lust of the flesh. And here is a mighty man of God by the name of Samson with all the power and all the connection. But the enemy doesn't give up. The enemy did not go away because he carried them gates off. The enemy did not stop coming at him because he slew the lion and he, he had done all these mighty things. The enemy did not stop because he had slain a thousand of them single-handed. He did not stop. So it, it's a message to all of us today. It doesn't matter what the past victories have been in your life. It does not intimidate the devil to keep on. He will keep on coming at you. It does not stop him. You don't intimidate him. You would have thought the devil went off and said, well, I'm just soon to give up on this guy. No. He said, there's a weak spot somewhere and I'm going to keep searching till I find the weak spot. And I'm going to keep working on him until I bring him down and I cut his power off. Because if we can cut his power off, 
then we can destroy him. And of course, the, the enemy worked through the lust of the flesh. Now that is a very common trap for every person in this building today, and it's called the lust of the flesh. Well, I don't guess I'm talking, preaching to dead people here, am I, today? Oh, Brother Holmes, I've outgrown. No, you have outgrown nothing. The devil's going about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And all he's wanting is your power. Mighty testimonies of victory. Mighty and great things God has done and done in your life. Marvelous testimonies. Conquering testimonies. Defeating armies, triumphing in God. Great miracles taking place. But the devil don't go over and lay down and die and give up. Cry and say, I just seem to give up on old John over there. No, he does not do that. He says, if you can't trap him one way, trap him another way. And as long as we're in this flesh and we're breathing, friend, we have got a battle to fight. We are in a war, and God help us to be able to close out and be able to say, I have fought a good fight. The lust of my flesh did not trap me. There was not a Delilah that came along to trap me. But God kept his hand upon my life, and I kept the power in my life. Amen. I've talked to you about some defeats. Let me give you a victorious one. It was Nehemiah. It came back to build that wall. Symbolic, the Bible said he came and all he was wanting to do was just cut his power off and discourage him. After he had tried several attacks, he had tried to mock what he had done. You won't never do nothing for God. Some kind of Christian you are after he had poked fun, made fun, done all those things and tried to hinder him, said, oh, what you're building, you're, not no, you're no construction uh, engineer. Whatever you'd build, if a fox ran over it, it'd knock it down. Well, you know what? Nehemiah did not get discouraged, but he just put a trial in one hand and he put a sword in the other and he said we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work and while we're working we're gonna be building we're gonna be fighting at the same time and when they seen that did not work to discourage him they said come let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono but they thought to do me mischief and he said I sent a messenger unto them saying I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. I am doing a great work. Amen. And I cannot come down. You know what the devil wants to get every one of us in this building? You know what he wants to get us in? A dog fight. Something that don't mount to a hill of beans.
a dog fight, just a plain old dog fight, fussing with our neighbors, fussing with somebody in the church, our whole focus be on somebody that's done us wrong. We just waste all of our energies and all of our efforts, gritting our teeth, worrying about them, trying to get even with them, hoping they'll drop dead. And the more you pray, the better they get blessed. Brother, I'm gonna tell you, if church ever gets out of the dog fight and gets on the wall and says, hey, Oh, Brother Holmes, you must be way off track. No, I'm not one bit off track. Amen. Let me tell you something. You, where, wherever it's at, wherever you have human relations, and, and, and there's just going to be some little conflicts along the way. We've got a youth camp coming up. Just as sure as we're in this building, somebody's going, some kid's going to come home, say they've done this, they've done that. And, and brother, you're going to get your, you're going to feel your hair stand up on the back of your neck. And here we are out there trying to get them with the Holy Ghost, trying to get them to live right, trying to do the right thing. And they're just always little problems that come along. We have a great Christian school, amen, dedicated teachers. And who, who could ever question Sister Alice's sincerity and love? We got dedicated youth workers that's giving it 100%. Dedicated singers and choir leaders. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, in all that, there's going to be some rubs and little, well, you didn't get to sing the best part and you never get called on and on and on the list. You know what the devil's trying to get you? He's trying to get you in some kind of silly dog fight and get your eyes off the wall and get your eyes off a building and get your eyes off of the vision and get your eyes off of loving souls and get your eyes off of praying and get your eyes off of having a good spirit and get your eyes off of loving everybody in the... Well, that's about 25 people clapping their hands. Where's everybody else at today? Have you already hung up? I'm, I'm going to tell you about the Bible. The Bible doesn't do you a bit of good until you can apply it to where you're living. If you don't ever see your name in this book, this book has not done you one ounce of good. It's only when you say, hey, he's preaching to me today. Hey, yes. Amen. Lord, I want to be what you want to be. I want to grow. I want to climb up higher. Somebody was telling me the other day, it was Brother David Bell that went to some kind of a special program or something, and, and uh, he was telling about how they didn't have no parking space, but people parked down a gravel road. And of course, those that had donated to the center, they had parking spaces up around the building. Uh, I think... A, thousand dollars or something but the, those that didn't they got to park on the road and walk down a little gravel road facing the traffic but nobody's complaining about that hallelujah 
Well, praise the Lord. Isn't the Lord sweet? They built this big old all-tell arena and they didn't even build a place to park. And did you know they will not let a church or any other business build? You've got to have X amount of parking spaces. They count them off. How many cars can you park? They, but they built that one for the devil and they said, just let the poor people figure out where to park. Let them park on the street. Let them pay $5 to park. Let them pay $10 to park. Let them walk through the rain. Oh, the devil's such a liar, isn't he? He makes it too cold at church. He makes it too hot at church. He makes it too loud. Well, I can't hear. And another saying, they're deafening my ears. Oh, yeah, I wish we had controls at every seat and you could just turn a button on and blow air in your face. Turn your own speaker on and off. I don't know if that'd be good or not. You'd probably turn it off. You might go to sleep. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Satan, you're a liar. All you're trying to do is get us out of a happy church and a happy family having a good time on our way to heaven because somebody had a little brush with somebody, because somebody had some words with somebody. Not a little, sometimes a big brush and sometimes done horribly wrong. You can't stop because somebody's done you wrong, friend. Jump back up and get in the battle and slug it out with the devil and the spirit. Help us, Holy Ghost, we need the power. Come on, pray with me right now. God, give us the power. Pray with me. Ask God to do it. Give us the power now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just remain standing with me. But now, I'm not quite through preaching. Now, don't leave yet. Because I've got a verse of scripture for you. Before the Holy Ghost was ever outpoured, Jesus said, everybody say, Jesus said, Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall. Everybody say shall. What are you, what is, what's a definite thing you're going to do? Everybody say be a witness. One of the great signs of a Holy Ghost church is it explodes. People get church cards in their pocket. People get church cards. 
people get a Bible study and they get to, that is a sign. I'm going to tell you, you can't get something real good and not want to tell somebody about it. And that's a sign. That's a sign. Amen. Brother Mark and Sister Rebecca got their cousin in their home Thursday night, and they began to tell them they'd never been baptized in Jesus' name. And they began to give them a Bible study and read to them out of the Scripture where the early church, all of them baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. And they said, we see it. We got to get baptized. She called me yesterday. She said, Brother Holmes, amen, they're wanting to get baptized. I said, have they got the Holy Ghost repented yet? She said, yeah, they've been repenting. They've already been changing things. Now, that's real repentance when you start changing outward appearance, taking things off and putting things on and changing manner of dress and getting your hair cut stop cutting your hair ladies amen and it already witnessed to them ready to get the Holy Ghost ready to get baptized in Jesus name you can tell when it's a book of, it's a book of Acts church because you know what people will just keep on bringing in people People just, they want to go to the jail. They want to go tell it. They want to go to the nursing homes. Amen. Somebody said, I, I'm still standing in the marketplace and I want somebody to tell me and somebody to give me a job. No, you don't have to stand in the marketplace. On your way out today, you can grab a handful of cards. What can I do for God? On your way out today, you can grab some cards and you can go to looking and praying and saying, Lord, let me find somebody. Let me bring them to church tonight. Let me tell them what a wretched, miserable sinner I was and what God has done in my life. Where's Sister Wallingsford? Amen. Sister Wallingsford last Sunday on her own, she wrote up about her family history and how they come to church and how they got the Holy Ghost. Wrote it up. She sent it to her family. Said, I want you to come to Pentecost Sunday. She had a bunch of visitors with her here last Sunday. Thank you, Jesus. He said, I'm gonna give you power. You're gonna give you power and you're gonna become a witness. Hey man, in this dark and evil world. The darkness is not going to overcome the church. The church is going to overcome the world with light. Amen. You know what the devil's trying to do today? The devil's trying to prevail. But he said unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. The key word here 
is according to the power that worketh within us. The big question is how do you get the power working? I'll tell you how you get it working. First thing, you start coming to church faithfully. You start applying the word of God to your life. You're not just a hearer, but they preach that, so I want to do that. You start coming to the house of prayer every chance you get. And then this is the end. You love everybody. That includes your enemies. So much of the Bible, so much of the teaching of Jesus, you know what it's centered around? Love, that you would love one another. Because you know what he knew? He knew what would propel his church to go forward. He knew there was going to be brushes and there's going to be myth feelings, little hurt feelings, and somebody's going to kind of stare at you. And somebody's going to take advantage of you. He knew all those things were going to happen. And he knew it was going to cut you out. If you wasn't wise and you didn't stay connected up to the powerhouse, he knew it was going to knock you out. And that's the reason he emphasized over and over and over that my people, they're going to have love one to another. Why? Because they're always perfect. You know better than that. Even the, the book of Acts, they weren't perfect. They had severe problems in the early church. We've got a record of it. Does that make them not the church? Well, you know it doesn't. Does it make this church not the church because there's a problem? A thousand times no. It's just the tester for your spirit. It's to something to drive you further in to prayer and to a walk with God and a dedication and taking a stance that says, devil, there's not going to be no power shortage here because the devil's not going to cut me off. He's not going to cut me off with adultery. He's not going to cut me off with hurt feelings. I'm not going to get hurt. When you think I'm hurt, I'm going to jump right back up and I'm going to go to church again. Come on, everybody, clap your hands. Rejoice in God today. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to walk down this aisle right now and say, Lord, there's not going to be no power shortage. Come on, everybody, just make your way on down here. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, God. Come on. Walk down that aisle saying, you're a liar, Satan. You're a liar, Satan. Come on, saints. Come on, saints. Oh!
Sol 